Hey, I'm Joe, and welcome to Content Marketing Commute, the podcast for European content marketers who want to go to a new level. It's a content marketing podcast with a twist. Think of it a little bit like Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, but maybe a little bit less funny. Mixed with carpool karaoke minus the singing and hot ones minus the chicken. All about B2B content marketing. I, Joe, your host, interview expert content marketers in different cities around Europe on their commutes to work. Yes, that's the twist. We're not sitting down face to face or on a Zoom call. No, I join them literally walking, cycling, on the bus and train to their workplace. And today we're talking B2B social media. I don't know about you, but B2B companies on social media generally have one thing in common, they're boring. Why though does business to business have to be boring to boring? Well, maybe it doesn't. And today I'm joined by Alaric Moras, Group Social Media Manager at Valio, who is doing this so well. Valio is an automotive parts company, B2B, and they are doing social media in such an innovative way. So different to what you'd think an automotive parts company would be doing on social media. So we explored it. He was a fantastic guest. I joined him in Paris on his commute to the office. Really hope you enjoy this episode. I'm back here in Paris in the hustle and bustle. This is the show, Content Marketing Commute, where I join a marketer, a content marketer, a social media marketer on their commute to work. And today it's Alaric Moras from Valio. How are you? Good, how are you doing? Yeah, very well. Let's get on your commute. Let's head to work. Let's do it. In the hustle and bustle. And so your group social media manager at Valio. Exactly, right, yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I manage social media for the entire company, whether it's governance issues, crisis management, coordinating with our different business units, yeah. um, content production, moderation, it's all me. Wow, busy, busy job. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but lots of fun. Lots of fun. I can tell from looking at your LinkedIn that you're having lots of fun doing it. Yeah. Because you're a B2B company. I've got to get you to tell us a bit more about Valio in a second, but you're doing social media so differently to a lot of B2B companies. That's why I sort of reached out on LinkedIn and and wondered whether you'd want to talk about it and so glad you're here on the podcast. So tell us a little bit about Valio. Like what, what is the business all about? What do you do? So Valio is an automotive supplier company primarily, yeah. but we are transitioning into being seen as a tech company okay. because a lot of a lot of what we do, we're already very focused on tech-related content, yeah. whether it's for any of our clients. And now it's just a question of making sure that we get the good word out, basically. Yeah. Cool. So uh, there's probably a value part in every single car that you're seeing here on the streets. Seriously? Yeah, 100%. Wow. We've been around for 100 years. We celebrated wow. our 100-year anniversary this year. Okay. And what sort of parts, like... Um, All sorts of things. Literally everything. Wow. Literally anything that's within a car, um, we make them. Wow. I have to link to your to your LinkedIn and your social profiles at yes. Valio because having you describe what the company does and seeing it on LinkedIn, it's like the way you're approaching it is so cool because it's not how I would think an automotive parts company would <laughs> approach social media, right? Yeah, yeah. 
100%. What we often say in Donnelly is that, among ourselves, is that most of us didn't see ourselves working in an automotive company. Yeah. That okay. was never the objective. Yeah. But we wanted to work for a very innovative tech company, basically. Yeah. And we found our calling within Valeo because it really does tick all of those boxes. Super cool. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just, it, we have the heft of a very big player in the market yeah. while having the sort of mobility and agility that you would expect from a tech company, I would say, okay, as cool. much as is possible in Europe. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I just want to kind of keep it really open. Like, sure. what's been your approach to social and since you've been at Valio, like how have you seen it and what have you been building? So I think a couple of things to start out. We just got, we just received the results of our benchmark yesterday for companies across the board in France. Great and timing then. <laughs> and we noticed that actually we are the third most influential B2B company on LinkedIn in wow. France. Wow. And this is a complete turnaround from where we were about a, a year and a half ago. And it's just one of the statistics. We're the sixth most present in France. Wow. And among our direct competitors, we are in second place. Okay. So it's pretty cool. I think what really matters is that, I mean, there's so much to say, right? I yeah. think what really matters is once I, once I joined, I said, look, we're not going to spread ourselves thin. It doesn't make sense. It's very important for us to concentrate on what we're good at. There's just one of me. Yeah. We're a small team, but let's get what we're doing right. So let's not jump into or try to focus on all social media platforms. Let's focus yeah. on LinkedIn for now, see what we can do. Uh-huh and then take it from there. Yeah. Because I think that what the, the bet, which paid out really well, <laughs> the bet we placed was that Facebook and Twitter, which is now X, were becoming more and more toxic. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't expect the acquisition, we didn't expect X Twitter sure. to become X yeah. and all of that. Yeah. But what we said is that things were getting more and more toxic. Instagram was trying to monetize more and more. Yeah. And so LinkedIn remained a platform that was relatively healthy. Because there is always a trace, it's funny to say this, but there's always a trace of what you do because you're always looking at your employment. That's the objective behind the social media it's platform. people building their personal brand. So I know we, t- we talked about this earlier, the sense of like less trolling because it comes back on you because it, it's your professional brand, right? Exactly. Yeah. Also, the way LinkedIn markets is very different. There's a lot of like skill building. That's kind of how they focus their own energies. If you looked at LinkedIn on LinkedIn, because they have obviously their own account on their own platform, there's a lot of, there's a strong focus on mental health. So they really know what they're doing in terms Mm -hmm. of platform management as compared to say X, etc. So this was our bet and it's paid off. I think people are, I mean, I personally am tired of, I'm on social media all the time because that's my job, (laughs) but I'm more and more tired of just the toxicity that comes with so many of these platforms. And I find myself opening LinkedIn more and more often, even if it's for my news. And their bet is really paying off. Mm. LinkedIn is now, there are a bunch of articles talking about how LinkedIn is like one of the nicest places on social media, that their figures are rising even among uh, Gen Z or millennials. Younger people, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, and so so for value, it sort of made made sense to build there first. And it also comes with a sense of like, you know, the rise of TikTok and all this stuff. Like there's an extra channel and instead of being average, on a bunch of things, like this would be really great on one thing. I think also that 
Um, LinkedIn is a space where you can experiment a lot more. The algorithms aren't very, aren't as hacked or as focused on sponsored content. Right. So it just makes it such an easier space to exist on. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're here amongst the hustle and bustle, Alaric, and you'll probably hear the cars in the background, but that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. I'm keen to get a sense from you as well about like your approach seems to be very on platform and yes. you're not... You know, a lot of B2B companies, you see it all the time. They're just, they're just posting links and trying to get people to register for their webinars and things like that. Yeah. It looks like you're taking a very different approach than that. Can you talk us through, you know, that whole thing? I think one of the things that helped is that when I joined, I realized that a lot of my stakeholders were talking about employment. Right. It was, and it, it remains a major focus for us in communications. Like the employer brand. And, exactly. Yeah. And so the objective was to make sure that people knew that we were a tech company and that yeah. we were fun. And being fun is fun. Yeah. You have to take risks, which I have been very, I've, I've had a very, and continue to have a very supportive management. Being a social media manager is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because people, your management is almost always people with whom you have a generational gap. Right. I remember when I was a kid, I looked at social media, which was just like up and coming. Mm. And I said, hey, this would be fun to do as a job, but I'll never get a job that is yeah. like this. And like <laughs> a couple of years later, I am a social yeah, media manager. And that's yeah. what I've been doing yeah. since the beginning of my career till now. Right. And it's fun, but people don't realize that management isn't always convinced, isn't always on board. Mm. But what's great about social media and what makes it easy to prove is that the figures are always there. And they are open source. You cannot hide what your engagement is doing. Everyone from your intern in your company to your CEO can see what you're doing 24-7. Yeah. I oh, think there are sure. hardly any jobs, there, there's hardly any work that is more visible to the entire company. Yeah. And, and that comes with advantages and disadvantages. A hundred percent. But I think one of the advantages for sure is that you can always say, hey, here's what I recommend. Yeah, cool. If you want it, let's do it. Yeah. If you don't, we won't. But the figures will always speak afterwards. Always. So and if you want, we can post links to our website webinars. and webinars, but the figures will speak for themselves. Exactly. <laughs> and also, I think what's cool about social media is the algorithms. Yeah. So um, algorithms give, you, give your accounts a relevancy score. You never actually always know. It's not, it's not transparent how well you're doing. Mm -hmm. But if your relevancy score falls because your posts are not engaging, because people are not talking about your brand, etc., yeah. because you aren't getting your likes, your impressions in there, yeah. your following posts fall in terms of visibility. There is a clear fall in terms of visibility. So it makes a lot of sense for you to prove consistently that if you create content that doesn't work for social or isn't social first, mm -hmm it is going to affect the visibility of the page for the coming days. And that's super important to keep in mind. Yeah, it is, for sure. Quick message from the sponsor of today's episode, Lead Feeder. Hey there, fellow B2B marketers. Before we dive back into the conversation, let me introduce you to a game changer in the lead generation arena, Lead Feeder. Now, we all know the struggle of identifying those elusive website visitors and turning them into valuable leads. But what if I told you there's a tool that not only promises but delivers on supercharging your lead generation and sales efforts? 
enter Leadfeeder. Imagine having the power to identify companies visiting your website, track their behavior in real time, and seamlessly integrate it all with your CRM. Leadfeeder is not just a tool, it's your secret weapon for efficient and targeted lead engagement. What sets Leadfeeder apart? It's the ability to provide detailed insights into visitor behavior, helping your sales team prioritize efforts and close deals faster. With customizable notifications, lead scoring, and yes, GDPR compliance, Leadfeeder is changing the game. Ready to revolutionize your approach to leads and deals? Head over to leadfeeder.com for your free demo today. That's L-E-A-D-F-E-E-D-E-R.com. Don't miss out on the future of successful lead generation with Leadfeeder. And so how do you, maybe we can touch on that first because you, you mentioned as well that you sit within the content team, right? Yes. How, does, how do you think about that at Valio in terms of, you talked about social first content, right? Yeah. And a lot of companies, I, I get the sense anyway, are really just thinking about social as an afterthought and yes. just posting stuff on there 100%. After, after the content team has done it. 100%. But how do you guys think about that? I think what makes, what really works is, yes, me being part of the content team me knowing what content is coming up and me always saying, look, we can do this, but there are versions of this that we can do that help push our relevancy score higher. Yeah. So it has, it has made a huge difference. Yeah. And it's, 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 it, it also allows me to step in sometimes and say, hey, I can produce this content and we can do this in this fun way. So already based on an idea maybe the whole team has. Yes. But you're immediately thinking about what's yes. how do we do that for social exactly what's so what's the angle on social yeah. exactly so yeah cool that's really cool and i think it's i think it makes a lot of sense to do that because i've previously in my previous company we were a social media team yeah a uniquely social media team uh-huh. and that was fun and it was great but even though we were really we were directly reporting to the director of communications right we were still divorced from strategic communications and comms yeah so a lot of time we were having fun on our own, but it wasn't necessarily always, or it doesn't always serve business interests. Right. Whereas the content team has direct and consistent pressure to serve business interests. Yeah. And so I, therefore, when I'm working with them, or when I'm working with my team, I'm like, hey, I also want to produce this content. You're, this is up for grabs. This is a subject we need to be tackling. I'll take it on. But know that there will be a strong social first approach there. Yeah. And it often works because... When you do produce content that's fun for social media, it also pays off and can work elsewhere, which I've been noticing a lot of my content is now, the content that I'm producing at least, is on the web pages, is used for internal communications, because it is, it is fun and yeah. people are enjoying it. And you see that engagement on social and you're like, I want to have this elsewhere as well. So Very that's cool. cool. Very cool. Speaking about fun, I see you've got like a mascot. <laughs> does, does, does it have a name? His name is Leo, yeah, Leo. like Valio Leo. Oh, Valio Leo. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. And like, I'm interested just to know as well, like yeah. in, B, in B2B, yeah. some people have, I've heard the term coined boring to boring before because... <laughs> I love that. Yeah, That's <laughs> we can immediately just feel like for some reason, yeah, it needs to be serious and it yeah. needs to be like, you know, whatever. But I think you've really thought about the... the the reason people go to social networks, even yeah. it's LinkedIn, yeah. 
they're going more and more to be entertained and to be and to you know enjoy. One hundred percent. How did you get management on board with that kind of approach? Like, you know, I guess a lot of B two B companies aren't doing that. Yeah, I think benchmarking. So I was also recruited because. My previous company was doing very well on social media, right. and we were having a lot of fun. We yeah. were doing things that were on a much lighter tone, etc. Yeah, and uh, I was I was part of that process because when I joined in my previous company, we were just two two or three of us, yeah. and by the time I left, we were like six to eight. Okay, so I was wow. very much there <laughs> from the inception yeah, of great. the team to everything. So the first step was when they noticed really that you know this and my previous company was doing well on social, so they really wanted someone on board. With yeah. the same sort of strengths. Cool. Second of all, I think and that they, they'd obviously seen what you've done at that company, so they were looking for that kind of approach. Or yes. Yeah. Second of all, I think right. I have a management that is really that really doesn't take itself too seriously. I don't have a very stuck-up management. They're always willing to try everything. They're right. always willing to be convinced. They're always willing to be talked to. They're always willing to be shown that things can work. And I think what works also for That's us great. is that we are not afraid of making mistakes. We are not afraid of failure, mm. and I think that is essential mm. for social media. Yeah, especially are, for that role, right? Because you can't. I mean, yeah, you can't approach it with this kind of fear of like, what if this happens or what if that happens? You have to be innovative and you have to try things. A hundred percent. There are posts that tank. Yeah. There are posts that tank. We we do things that don't always work. We don't have a hundred percent success rate, but. Yeah. Exactly so. That is exactly why we can continue yeah. doing what we do yeah. and trying new things. Very cool. And almost like what I'm hearing is like having that supportive management is so important for social and probably content more broadly in some ways because you often have that generational gap. But if you can have people who, who trust you to do your job and, and trust you as an expert, even if they don't understand all the time, they're like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's the way to do it, you know? I, I think that, I mean, it happens in any company. When you walk in, there's always just like, yeah, post this, you know? Yeah, yeah. And You've got an event coming up. Can you post about it? And I think that, <laughs> yes, exactly so. And I think that one of the things that I learned to do is have this sort of like, I think the best way to approach how I approach these things, at least, is to have this very sort of like consultant mindset yeah. to things. It's very like, sure. But here are what the results would look like because right. we've done this before. Yeah. Here is what it would. Here is what we could do differently, right. or with minimal effort, and I'll take care of it. But here's what we could do, and here are examples of this and how it actually works. Yeah, yeah. And either they buy it or they don't. And once they started, once my management, whether it's here or elsewhere, started buying into the my ideas and making space for failures or not. We realize what works and what doesn't work, and I think that was that made a big difference. I think also what worries me about social media, and this is one of the questions that you had for me, is like, yeah, why do other B two B companies? Why don't they do it? Yeah, thanks I, for asking that to yourself. <laughs> That's great. No, because I almost forgot to ask you that. That's great. I, why don't more B two B companies do this, Ella? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that this is a big question. Actually, it's it's a question I ask myself every single day. I, again, we wanted to focus on employment, so it was very clear and very clear cut. Yeah. I think most companies have no idea what to do with social. Right. Most B two B companies, B two C companies, have a direct business interest to be strong yeah. on social media, to have a strong presence, yeah. to have the best in the market. But B two B companies aren't clear as to what to do yeah. with their social media platforms. Totally. And so do you almost feel like having like 
is it almost that's part of it going back to the drawing board and being like the main objective here is we want to drive employer brands mm-hmm. and that's helped you build from there I don't versus, think versus a lot of companies don't even think that way to start with maybe they don't maybe they don't need to yeah. which is the, which is I think the problem I don't think everyone needs to be good at social media I'm sure there are th- here's the thing right with B2B social media the advantages are very clear if you do it right and we're reaping those benefits right now if you do it wrong most people think that there is no impact on business yeah yeah and i think that is where the problem lies also it's very easy and here's one of the things about social media that always gets my goat it's very 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 easy to make it seem like things are going really well right you can have for example you can have a company that has like 4 million followers and you say wow on average our posts are engaging at like 200 300 yeah. likes for yeah. a post and people are just like wow that's amazing 200 people like our content well, what is 200 people as compared to your 4 million followers so yeah, there is a misconception sure. and you can always use impressions people use vanity metrics and right. they're very easy to produce uh-huh. for social media uh-huh. whereas i i'm i'm just very opposed to that approach for right. myself personally i yeah. look at engagement yeah i look at how well each of our posts are performing yeah. i look at our average engagement uh-huh. and that is what matters okay so what so how you know in terms of engagement that's still referring to likes shares comments yes. etc right yes 100% and so are you almost doing that are you are you taking that in comparison to your number of followers to make sure you're thinking about how engaged your overall following is 100% yeah. we are constantly thinking about that i think when you look at social media you have to think about the fact that there is what's called your target in the sense that there are people who are very connected to your content and when you post it appears on their news feeds first and if they engage with it in a very active way then th- your content will flash on more and more news feeds the algorithm pushes it out, pushes it out more yeah. so our approach is and we've noticed this actually yeah. our approach wasn't to concentrate on followers our approach was to concentrate on engagement because when i started there was a strong push to concentrate on followers to look at impressions whether yeah. it was for events etc and then i turned around and i said no no let's look at ironically the metric that is the lowest and the hardest uh, that is at the yeah. moment the lowest yeah. and the hardest to push up and so everyone said hmm so you know this is this is intriguing because normally you want normally social media managers want to push forward how well everything is going whereas i was just like let's push engagement up that's and great. that's that's the fruits uh, the fruits of our labor are really showing because i i again i was looking at my benchmark yesterday and our follower growth the last 8 months mm. is 33% higher than our follower growth for the 8 months preceding it okay which right. is wild yeah that's great So, um, so it, it yeah. almost speaks to me Alec, about like the way you're talking about there you know engagement over followers yes it's this mindset around it being i don't know a, a communication platform rather than a broadcast platform oh yes and that's almost part of it is like if you if you're only thinking about impressions yeah a lot of people especially in the next generation they're yeah. thinking about let's just push it out on social let's get yeah. it out on social and it's yeah. like this broadcast it's like a television mindset yeah. or something yeah 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 whereas that's not at all what it's about right yeah. it's about the conversations you can create and and the engagement why is it called social media yeah. why is it called community management yeah. 
it's really to build this sense of community, to build a sense of belonging. Yeah. We think about our employees a lot because we've noticed that they are the ones who interact the most with our content and they are our biggest and best advocates. Nice. And it's important to think about what they are interested in and speak to them. Yeah. A lot of them say, you know, we, our company is confused with others that have similar names or do similar things. Okay. We really want content that shows that we can share to our audience that shows yeah. what we do as a company yeah. in a very simple and simplified manner. And wow. that's exactly what is at the core of our strategy, Love that. I think. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Have we, have we almost arrived? Yeah, we're almost there. We're oh, just there. Brilliant. That's so good. We're just <laughs> Perfect like 20 timing. minutes. This is amazing. It's been such a good conversation. So we've talked about metrics. We've talked about how you approach it and everything. Yeah. That's so cool. That point you just touched on there was quite a good one because do you have an approach to kind of engaging the company's people in the in the approach to social? Like, I've always found that the company page is one thing, but almost the people's, the way people carry the brand yeah. and their own personal profiles yeah. is quite an interesting approach. Do you, do you kind of try to onboard people into one strategy there is an employee there is an employee engagement tool that we are currently reworking right to to make to, to produce content for them that they can share more easily and more efficiently yeah. it's in the works I think that one thing that is at the core of what we're doing on social at least is constantly checking for qualitative because quant we have all the yeah, quantitative data, sure. but constantly checking in internally, whether it's management, whether it's our employees across mm. the board, whether it's on sites. It's like, what is working for you on social? What are some of the posts that you love? What are some of the posts you hated? Yeah. Why, is this why does this content matter to you more? Why did yeah. you share that? And it makes a difference to do that. Totally. People feel more connected and people feel like they're appreciating yeah. that they are being appreciated as well when we put our employees first. If yeah. you look at the way our if you look at the way social media is at value right now, you see, even though we're trying to emphasize that we're a tech company, we're constantly showing our employees in, mm. in, front, of, in front of the screen. Cool. And that's, that's, I think, what is something that's really amazing. I think that when you look at followers, why do you follow a page on LinkedIn? Yeah. Because you've seen one of their posts, you click on it and you say, hey, this is a cool brand. Maybe I want to work there sometime. Yeah. So follow account will increase if your engagement is good with the people you already have. Yeah, really, really cool. And uh, yeah, almost that, that sense of qualitative feedback is, mm -hmm. really, is really interesting because I think, like you said, all the data is there quantitatively. Yeah. But we can sometimes ignore the qualitative feedback and... And actually, you know, when it comes to marketing, a lot of times it's it's about feelings and emotion and, you know, hearts and minds. And that's quite, that's quite a qualitative thing at the end of the day. 100%. Right? Yeah, so very cool. Well, uh, that's pretty much all the questions I had. We're we? almost here. We're almost here. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Did you have any last things that we maybe missed that that, that are no, so I just, important? No, no I just love this interview because it gave me a chance to think about what I do yeah. and how well I do it. Yeah, how well you do I it. I mean, not how well I do it in the yeah. sense that whether I do it well or not. Yeah, <laughs> More no, like... no, that's true. I just thought you were doing super confident and you can be too because <laughs> you you're doing a fantastic job. No, we're trying, we're trying. We still have a long way to go, I think. Oh, man, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining me and uh, we'll see you next time on Content Marketing Commute. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for pressing play and listening all the way through on this episode of Content Marketing Commute. If you did enjoy it, please do subscribe. 
tell a friend about this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and a nice review. I'd so appreciate it. Also, do feel free to come along to www.contentmarketingcommute.com and check out all the additional resources and bonus content that's there. Why not subscribe over there? You'll love it, I promise. See you next time.